Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Stone Solid Podcast. I am your host, Stoney. I am a jack of all trades and a master of none, a jaunty adventure seeker of local sights and pleasant views, a hunter of wild game and prime chow, an enthusiast of rust, oil, and gasoline, particularly when it applies to Jeepsters, Trail 90s, and beat-up old garden tractors. I am a curious creator of wood, epoxy, and steel. Come join me as we discuss, ramble, and even contemplate about topics that have piqued my eclectic interest for the week. Also, feel free to hit me up on Instagram at stony underscore zero six to chat, comment, or bring up new topic ideas. Now let's get started on this episode that is guaranteed to be stone solid. All right, let's get into this. So, got a cup of coffee right here. Got some notes on what we'll talk about, and I think we are ready to have the first ever Stone Solid podcast. Now, for those of you that are new to me, I will introduce myself throughout this podcast. For those of you that aren't new to me and know me from Twitter and Instagram, uh, I apologize. I apologize because now you're getting the full brunt of my speaking and my thoughts. I'm just kidding. You guys have been following me for a long time. And God bless you. You're why I'm around. If you hear some noise in the background, don't mind it. It's just the heater because you know it's winter in Montana. And while it's been a mild winter, fella still needs a little heat. So, all right, let's get into things. So, for those of you who don't know, I am Stony. I am out of Montana, and uh, I like to do a lot of stuff. I like to learn a lot of things, and I'm always curious with uh, with quite a few ideas, I guess you could say. Uh, my, my friends would definitely say that I am not limited in what I'm willing to get involved with and try and see and learn about. Um, for a living right now, I have... I've had a lot of jobs, let's just be honest. I do a lot of different things, and hence the jack of all trades and master of none. And it's not because I can't keep a job, quite quite the contrary, I usually leave jobs on good terms, it's just because I'm looking for something new to try and experience, or a challenge. Um, I've done a lot of things in the past, I've flipped tires and changed oil, I've uh, Worked at an ATV and uh, chainsaw dealership as a mechanic, a salesman, and a parts guy, and a service writer. I've worked at a car lot as the guy that sprays uh, the, the bed liner things in new trucks and did the PDIs. I've farmed mint. I've been a butcher. I've sprayed noxious weeds for the county, you know, the roadside weeds and napweed and whatnot. Let's see, I've made... Uh, microchips and internet servers just done a lot just done a lot so most recently um, I'm working for a local school and I help keep the buses running and that's pretty satisfying and then I also coach and I've been doing coaching for quite a few years now it's one that I've actually stuck with for quite a while for coaching I I coach high school football high school wrestling junior high wrestling, 
and Little Guy Wrestling. Which, as I think about it now, coming up on, let's see, I'll be 40 years old here pretty soon. And uh, I think about it because wrestling, of all the sports I did as a kid, was the one I was most oblivious to. Like, I did it. I was there, and I enjoyed wrestling. And I got the snot kicked out of me regularly in wrestling. And uh, it wasn't for lack of ability, I don't think. Uh, my, my coach, who's actually now my high school coach, was also my, uh, my English teacher. And now he's the superintendent of the school that I work at. So we've both kind of gone around and come back and <laughs> here we are today. God bless him. I, I, I talked to him about it the other day and talked about, you know, high school wrestling. I said, you know, I am so sorry for how I was in high school. I was oblivious. You know, there is so much more to wrestling than I was aware of as a high schooler. And I think we all go through that. We all grow up and mature and figure out new things, you know, see what, see what we're into. But man, this, the amount of just, even just understanding like how the tournament process was or what was an important match and not an important match. My mind, I was just showing up and trying not to get the snot kicked out of me. And that's pretty much where my, my state of mind was. If I recall right, I had one JV tournament. I went in there and I smoked that thing. Like I, I accidentally sent a kid to the hospital and I pinned another kid, and I just out-hustled another kid. And I, I won all three of my matches that day. I couldn't believe it. And it was just my mindset. And just knowing how much now, like, oh, man, all I had to do was just turn on the mindset. I had to choose that mindset versus hoping that I would be good enough that day, you know. <laughs> oh, but things I've learned. So, yeah, I coach a lot of wrestling now, which is the sport that I was least aware of. Whereas, you know, football, I coach football. I don't do junior high football, but I do high school. And that one I was really into in high school. And even junior high, I played tackle in junior high and tackle in high school. And I loved it. I was into it. I, I liked it a lot. Um, I didn't play all my years in high school. I, I was one of those kids that made that poor decision of, oh, I'm going to get a job instead. God, worst decision ever. Worst decision ever. Here I have four years to play high school football, and that's it. And I chose to get a job like I will do for the rest of my life. So we do try to impart that on kids now. Like, enjoy this. You have four years to enjoy this moment. Don't worry about working. Just enjoy it. Experience it. And then when you're old, you can work yourself to death. Or work yourself to life, whatever mindset you are and kind of person you are. So, yeah, I do a lot of coaching now in high school and junior high and stuff, and I love it. Little guy wrestling is elementary wrestling. I'm going to be honest. That's basically uh, you teach a little technique, you start getting them into it, and then the rest of the time, like the main goal is just to let them scream as loud as they can and run around circle and play games. Because, you know, when you're in elementary, you're not there to study the techniques of Olympic wrestlers. You're there to have fun. And that's part of getting them involved in the sport. So yeah, do a lot of coaching. Currently work for the school, done a lot of other jobs. Um, I am also self-employed. I do have my own business, M. Dowdy Enterprises. I'm on the internet, and you'll see links on my Instagram and Twitter. Click on them if you want to. Uh, I'm the only guy there, and I do it when I feel like it. I'll be honest about it. So um, yeah, and I enjoy it. Uh, other than that, the only other things I've been big at that you could call a job is uh, 
I guess basically general contractor and or manager, and I built a house, moved my family into it. Um, we were able to sell our prior residence in all this real estate madness that was going on, and we sold it at a a moral profit. I will call it that. It is a profit where I felt like I made money, and I felt like I gave the person that bought my place a deal. Like they got a good price on it too, and we both came out happy. I didn't try to gouge someone for the maximum efficiency of it, which if that's like a real estate person's job, so be it, get your dollar. But I was just trying to trying to work things. And so yeah, we made some decent money on that and then we made some investments on some other land sales and we took all of that and were able to purchase land, uh, do all the permitting and build a house for cash. So our family is now uh, debt free, which is the struggle. Maybe we'll talk about that one of these days, kind of the process and how we did it and um might even bring in some you know a guest or something that's a master of that and they can coach me on how I could have done better or worse or we can give some tips for guys uh that are wanting to know about it so we'll we'll maybe talk about that in the future too uh those of you that follow me on social media already will know that I'm a avid hunter now mind you I'm not a professional hunter I'm just a big time hobbyist I really do like it a lot but I am not so as intense as to get out there every day or even twice a week some cases. I get out there when I'm ready to have fun with it. And when it comes to hunting, uh, some days I have a good time and I want to get something. And I mean, I find a critter I work in. It is a serious piece of work. There's other days where I go out there with sis and uh, we sit there and we talk about how we're going to die with M&M's. And that's going to be what it is because we're too tired to get up and walk the rest of the way off the hill. And God bless her, she tolerates me that entire time. Um, yeah, so on that note, hopefully we'll be able to get uh, Lindsay on here. Yeah, I'm, I'm already name calling you out, Lindsay. Hopefully we'll get Lindsay on here to uh, talk about our adventures and <laughs> how sometimes we're serious and other times there's not a whole lot that's accomplished, but we have a good time with it. We do a lot of talking, yeah. But she uh, she inevitably makes sure that um, my family will know where my body's left at should I try something crazy like sliding down the side of a hill. Yeah, God bless her for that. She's not my voice of reason. She's just my, she's like my, uh, what do they call it, on spot? <laughs> you click the button and it sends the GPS call to the family like, I'm okay, or send help, yeah. Lindsay's my on spot. Lindsay, I need help. All right, I'll be back in an hour. Thanks. Leave the M&Ms. We'll get more into that later for sure. So, but it's, it, if we're going to talk about hunting, I'll have to say my favorite is mule deer. I love hunting mule deer. I love eating mule deer. Uh, in my intro, I talked about prime chow. I like to eat, folks. I like to eat a lot, and it doesn't take a lot to impress me for food. So let's, I'll be honest, I'm... I was in the army for 13 years, uh, whether in the reserves or active duty or active guard reserves, and I ate chow hall food and I was happy with it. <laughs> I can eat an MRE and be happy. It does not take a lot to make me a happy man. But that being said, I don't ignore bad food, or I should say good food. I'm like, oh yeah, this is 
This mac and cheese is just as good as that of an MRE. No, no. I know what good food is, too. And I like it all. And I can tell you right now, having ate some of what I feel is the best barbecue in the world, some of the best steaks in the world, all that stuff. Just in my travels, I eat when I get the chance. And I can tell you that wild game, and particularly mule deer, is hands down one of my favorite foods ever. And not because uh, it's easy to cook with, per se, but because it does so much. And it is such a clean, delicious meat. But you gotta handle it right. Yeah, don't be one of those schlubs that just abuses the carcass and is rough with it. You gotta take care of it. You gotta, you gotta talk it along and coax it the whole way through the process, the butchering process. And that's the other part, is I butcher all of my own game. I butcher it from start to finish because I want it to be delicious. So I do love muley and I particularly love those Eastern Montana muleys and I will definitely talk about Eastern Montana muleys more in the future. That is for sure. Can't wait for that conversation. Uh, again, hopefully we'll find a guest for that one. Maybe, a, maybe I'll bring in someone who hasn't talked about it or been over there yet and we can get like their pre-experience and I'll take them with me and then we can have their post-experience. That could be kind of fun. I got a guy in line. I bet I could get for that. Uh, I do hunt elk as well, and I will tell you, I am a poor excuse of an elk hunter. So I hunt a lot. I don't shoot a lot. Um, I've gotten a total of two elk in my life. So don't call me for advice. I'm I'm horrible at elk. I uh, I got a bull elk with my dad once, and I'll be honest, we were hunting we were hunting white-tailed does. It was the last day of the season. I'll get more into that one later, but we got a bull. Just dumb luck. And then uh, I did get a cow a few years ago uh, that I hunted for, and I put in the work on that one. I feel pretty proud of that. And that's that's been it for me on elk. But I do like to go out and hunt elk a lot. And uh, I really, I really like to archery hunt elk just because it gives me an excuse to go out and maybe do like a little light camping and some adventuring in like what I feel is the best part of weather, that autumn Late summer, early fall weather. That's prime camping, adventure, and weather. And I like a good advent, good adventure. Like I just, I look for an excuse to adventure. So elk does that for me. I do bear hunt. I have yet to shoot a bear. I've seen a lot of bear. I've just, just never found that one that I liked or had the right scenario hit up. Um, well, definitely could talk more about bear. Uh, maybe I'll bring in some friends to do a little podcast with us on that. More guests. I know a lot of guests that I think could be good for bear hunting in particular. And then uh, I'll, on the side, I like to do some predator hunting. I like wolf and mountain lion. I like getting into that. Again, that's more of a, as it were, hunting. It's like, oh, you know what? I just need an excuse to get outside. I'm going to go hunt a wolf. And I have yet to shoot a wolf, but so be it. I buy the tag. I go out there. And I look for him. I have a good time. Probably have a better time than the guy that's too serious about it. But I have a less good time than the guy that's actually successful and enjoys it. Yeah. I still do it. So, that's me and hunting. Um, and on that note, I, I stand by this and I'm a loud advocator that if you want the best meat in the world, you're a hunter. And if you want the best meat in the world, you butcher it yourself. That being said... Nothing like home-raised beef either. That can be pretty darn good. <laughs> well, and as a hunter, I'm also a fishing individual. 
check that. I'm not a fisher. I'm I'm a horrible fisherman. Let's let's be honest. Like if Pat McManus was still alive, he'd write a story for the back outdoor life regarding my lack of fishing ability. Um, but what I am, what I am excellent at is being a good fishing friend. I will go fishing with most anybody and have a good time. All you got to do is have a little little bourbon on the side and some good cheap cigars. And mind you, I said good cheap cigars, not cheap cigars. There is a difference. You don't go buy the cheapest cigar you can find and expect to get a decent smoke out of it. There's a, there's, there's a fine line, and we'll definitely talk about my taste in cigars in the future. Get some guests on. We'll have a whole cigar thing probably a couple times. I really like a good cigar or pipe tobacco, something like that. Basically, I like to show up and hang out. I'll toss toss a, you know, in a stream, I'll get a MEPS number two or something, toss it out there, maybe try to catch a, a brookie. In a river, I'll toss out, I don't know, something that looks loud and obnoxious because I really don't know what I'm doing, hoping to get a pike. I haven't caught a pike since I was a teenager, but, you know, I still go. Um, I like floating down the river in the canoe and just experiencing that. That's that's a story. I got a guest for that one. That was that was something. Anywho, uh, <laughs> he did a lot of fishing. I did a lot of helping on uh, just moving us around. That's what I did the best at, and... Uh, I do need to learn fly fishing more. That is something I need to become better at. Uh, which reminds me, Shireen, uh, I think we have a lesson that needs to be lined up for fly fishing next time you're in Montana. And uh, yeah, it's just going to be a just going to be a good time in fishing. That's that's what I'm at. And if you're in the area and you want to go fishing and you don't want to go alone because you need somebody to be your on-spot GPS and call for help when a bear chews on you. I'm that guy. I'll go with you. You just got to give me the word, you know. Promise you won't be crazy in any sense, you know. And just be a good person, and I'll go with you and make sure that someone knows where to find you in an emergency. And if not, I will regale you with tales. Most of them could be made up. Some of them could be true. It's hard to say. Because I do like a good story. Hence, I'm podcasting. So, but I'll go with you fishing. So you just hit me up on Instagram or Twitter and let me know. And it's it's game on. We'll figure it out. Uh, other things I'm into. Other things I'm into. Pardon the clap I just did. I'm excited. I'm into old rusty things. Yeah. I, I don't know how many of you are. I'm sure there's a lot of my uh, followers and now listeners that are into old rusty things. Of those old rusty things, my favorites... My favorite old rusty things are Jeepster Commandos, Honda Trail 90s, and beat-up vintage garden tractors. Now, to clarify, when I talk about Jeepster Commandos, and I will have an episode on this, I am talking about like 67 through 70 Jeepster Commandos. I'm talking the nice flat-nosed Jeepsters made by Kaiser, right? And I don't know if I'm saying that right. I really don't care. I am not talking about the blunt-nosed, bull-nosed commandos. Those are not Jeepsters. Those are just commandos. They were made by AMC, and they are filth. And I'm, I know I'm going to offend some of you guys with this. I, I appreciate you as a person. I don't appreciate your commando's ugly front nose. I'm sorry. And you cannot shame me into ever accepting those commandos. I won't do it. So, yes, I like the earth the early commandos. I even like the old original Jeepsters prior to the Jeepster commando better than the blunt nose commando. Just staying with it. Just putting it out there. 
and I stand by that. And to that note, I have a 68 Jeepster Commando, and I've had that thing since high school. So I've had that well going on over 20 years now. It is my high school rig. And uh, for those of you that are listening to this, I would love for you to comment if you still have the same vehicle that you had in high school. I'm talking the same VIN number vehicle you had in high school. Not, oh, I bought something similar, which is cool. Gotta love something that just brings back the nostalgia. But I wanna know somebody who held on to it and cherished that same vehicle. Like, I like to joke with my kids, be like, I've had this Jeep longer than I've been with your mom. Just make a note. This Jeep is part of my life. Like, even when I, I got with Sarah, my mom warned her and was like, hey, the one thing you can ever ask of him is to get rid of that Jeep. And I stand by that. Um, other things, Trail 90s. I may have a Trail 90 problem. It's a light problem right now, but I, I kind of hope to make it a serious problem. So I have three Trail 90s right now. I have four motorcycles altogether. Is it four? Yeah, it's just four right now. Just four motorcycles. One of them's like a 2001. Uh, I think I have pictures of it somewhere. It's a 2001 Yamaha V-Star 1100 that I had bobbed out and custom paint, and dump exhaust, and rejet, and it needs more. I'm letting it develop a patina right now. I kind of like the patina look on it. But it's a cool bike. It's a cruiser. But Trail 90s are where it's at. So I have three of them. I have two 69s and one, I think, 74. Is it 74? Yeah, I think it's a 74. And anyway, they're all in various shapes. The 169, it was burned up in a shed fire. I think the engine's good. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. I might make it into a 125 new, new engine with a new transmission and just chop the heck out of it and have fun with it just for, just for giggles. You know, it's like a custom custom go bike uh the other the 74 uh it runs pretty good i'm gonna keep it as stock as i can it got side effect of that fire so some of the stuff melted but most of it's in good condition and it does run and i've driven it around love it uh, i think that's one that'll be good for the kid um i have a slight leak somewhere i think because i'm overheating pretty quick on that in like seven minutes or less it'll overheat and stall out so pretty sure i have an intake leak or something i'll figure that out and then the cherry of my eye is my 69 that's in near mint condition. And I will tell a story on that someday. I love it, and I'm pairing it up with my 68 Commando for, like, car shows and stuff because, oh, it's it's beautiful. I got a heck of a deal on it, and I tell you what, I'm never going to sell it. I'm just going to keep that one and ride it because I refuse to trailer queen it. I will ride it and love it for the rest of its life. It has found a home with me forever. So, I do love the Trail 90s. They are big on me. And then the other one is old garden tractors. I have a 65 Sears Suburban that I restored. Uh, I did get rid of the original. Well, I took out the original engine. I still have it. So, if you have a Sears Suburban you're looking for an original engine on that did run when I took it out. It just, I think the rings were going out on it and it was smoking a little bit and you could smell oil. But uh, I might be willing to make a trade on that. Just saying. Uh, I put a Predator engine in it, adapted it over, made some custom parts for it, enjoyed it, and I use it. I like it a lot. It's a good tractor. Um, but I also like even newer riding mowers and garden tractors because I think they are the funnest things. They're like a cheap vehicle to teach kids and adults how to like modify and hot rod and make into mud boggers. And you can get into a whole riding mower, you know, just get on YouTube. You can, you can make them a street dragger. You can make them a mud bogger pennies on the dollar compared to a full-size vehicle and if there is any better way to learn about how to 
adjust pulleys and gear ratios and do lifts and adjust suspensions and make suspensions and like a good cheap riding mower that you can get running is the modern go-kart for our generation and I think we need to use the Dickens at them and get them for kids and let them have fun with them. So I believe that and I love them and that's what I do with them. So occasionally I'll mow a lawn with one. <laughs> but other than that, I'm hacking and cutting and, and having a blast. Uh, outside of that, I am also, I guess, an artist, which goes back to my business stuff. I call myself an artist, but uh, that's because I make bullet bullet stuff, I guess. Bullet jewelry, bullet accessories, bullet cosplay things, uh, bullet drinking accessories. And uh, I do it when I feel like it. And... Uh, so it's not a business per se. It's it's. I want to make something nice, but we'll get more into that later. Chill shots and atomic shots. Um, but most of the time, I like to get in the shop and just build things and stuff. Yeah, that's that's a term, right? Things and stuff. I'm the creator of things and stuff. That's official. Add that to my gravestone. So uh, one of the most recent things I did that was neither a chill shot nor an atomic shot is I made a sweet little clothing rack out of pallet wood and I even reused the nails that came out of the pallet when I disassembled it and then I did that thing with that uh, that Japanese thing where you burn it real quick and then you brush it down and poly it I did that to it and I really liked it um, it was a light burn so it came like a dark varnish color um, I liked it so much and my family liked it so much I ended up giving it to a cousin let him have it because uh, it was cool so I'm gonna build some more stuff like that and I really want to build like a chest set. That's on my list of things to build is a chest. A chest. Well, I want to build a chest too, but I want to build a chest set. Um, I also have like a uh, an old vintage dynamite box. It's an original wood dynamite box. And I want to build a custom insert for it and turn that into a cigar humidor. How cool would that be? A dynamite humidor. Yeah, so that's on my list of things to do. Um, it'll be fun. I'm going to make some stuff, probably add on to my Etsy shop, things like that. I, I really don't take requests, so not that I've had a whole lot. <laughs> but just to get, get that one out of the way, I'm not a big request guy. More of a as-I-feel-like-it guy. So that'll be fun. Get some more of that in the future. Uh, some things I will be talking about on this podcast it's it's gonna be pretty broad I'm not gonna lie it's it's gonna be pretty pretty broad of things I like and do because I am a broad guy I guess you know in heart not in body although lately after Thanksgiving I feel broad uh, I'll be doing more about whiskey I do like bourbons and stuff I like whiskeys and bourbons and scotches all that stuff uh not that I'm opposed to rums or tequilas and beers and all that either, but I just, I like whiskey more. I like beer right up there with whiskey, but that one tends to add, make me more broad, especially when combined with Thanksgiving dinner. So I do, I do whiskey as a health, health concern, right? And it keeps me healthy. And then cigars. Um, I like cigars. I get into those and pipe tobacco. I'll admit I'm a casual hobbyist with a, I had a decent collection at one point. We'll see where it made it in the move. but And then I got a few friends who really like the scars, so we'll get more into some of that because it's just fun to talk about and see and learn and experience. 
We'll talk more about cooking. We'll have some cooking episodes on here. As you already know, I I like to eat. So that means by proxy, I like to cook. I am a big fan of the smoker, the pellet smokers and stuff like that. Um, I'm not too worried about being a purist in some aspects of like barbecue and stuff. I'm more worried about whether it'll taste good in my mouth. That to me is the bigger issue. Does it taste good? Yes. Did you did it? Did you cook it in the traditional way? No. You know, I cooked it in the way that was available to me, and that's how I enjoyed it. So we'll get some of that. But I I do like hearing about some of the more traditional ways of cooking barbecue, just because it's fun. It's fun to know about. Um. That being said, we'll probably talk about some stuff that I ramble into on YouTube, uh, because. I find YouTube is not like, oh, let's go watch cat videos, like it used to be. To me, YouTube and Google is the largest encyclopedia there is. It is a resource to broaden my understanding, my mind, and my knowledge. It is a plethora of information, as it were, a cornucopia of enjoyment and intelligence. But you gotta be somewhat smart about it. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes I get on there and I watch silly videos. But I mostly go to it to learn things. Like how to cook, how to build, how to enjoy. So if we see some crazy stuff on YouTube, I'm more than willing to get into that as long as it's not like obscene to a horrible extent. I should warn you, I may cuss at some point depending on the guests or something like that. I try not to, just cause, you know, my dad, he used to always say, if you're gonna swear, it needs to be to emphasize a point to show the dramatic situation in which you need to use such language. But to rely on cuss words is to show your lack of vocabulary and intelligence. So that's kind of the same feeling I have towards language. If you see it, it's because I'm trying to emphasize it or it's the moment. Who knows? All right. Well, I've rambled on. Like I said, get ready for the ride. Can't wait to get some guests on here. Uh, and I really think we're going to have a good time. So, as it were, enjoy yourselves, eat well, drink well, get ready for the holidays, and that is always, stay stone solid.